Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hero's Journey and Unschooling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Eddie. Here with me today are two wonderful guides, Miss Nikki. Say hello to our audience. Hello. And Miss Nicole, owner and guide as well, co-owner. Hello. So um, this is week two of our fourth session. Um, and the reason why we do these uh, recordings and these podcasts is so that we can get our information on what's going on in our school to not only our families, um, that are here, the parents of the students, but also anyone interested in what we are doing. Um, as you said earlier, we're on Facebook Live. Um, Esteem is an affiliate of Acton, Acton Academy, and Acton does things completely different from uh, your traditional public school system, allowing students to really grow on their own through independent learning. And as guides, we're different from teachers in the sense of we simply form, we answer everything with a question versus just giving you the answer in hopes to lead you to finding your own answer. Um, well, and to develop that independence. Yes. And, and that excitement and that love of learning um, and to not become dependent upon somebody saving you or, or fixing your problems for you or giving you the answer. You really want to encourage and inspire and, and make room for these um, young heroes to take that power for themselves and to realize that, that they're capable of quite anything if they, if they do it instead of looking to somebody else to do it for them. They own it. It's their education. It's actually one of the promises that they made. Uh, we don't have rules. We have promises that they made to one another at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And by putting that ownership of their education onto them, they are responsible for um, being accountable. And when they succeed, it's theirs to celebrate. And when they fail, it's theirs to own. And in those failures come the most valuable lessons. And like Nicole said, we don't want to deprive them of that by saving them. Yeah. So each week, we always launch in the morning with Socratic discussions. Um, Tuesdays, we switched up our session, our schedule. Um, Nikki, you worked on the new schedule, and now Tuesdays are our town hall meetings and school business, and then we have Wednesday and Thursday open for Socratic. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's recap a little bit um, in a short moment. What we like to do on the podcast, we like to recap what's going on in the school really briefly before we get to our major subject or topic. Um, if you're listening now or you could be watching on Facebook Live, uh, feel free to comment, send us some questions that you would like to know about the school or about the student's experience. Uh, so this week, let's actually recap. So we started off the session with some of our students being in a probationary period. So uh, let's... Week before. The week, yeah. Yes, so, so, so last week was because we had sickness running through. so much stuff. If you can't hear my uh, voice already, but yeah, you couldn't talk. <laughs> I couldn't talk yesterday at all. So we're in second week of um, the fourth session. Mm-hmm. And when we came in last Tuesday, uh, we announced that this academic probation and, and what it meant, it meant um, a refined schedule that was streamlined across studios, um, also an opportunity for upper students to read to younger students. That was something that we had heard feedback from from parents, that they wanted more opportunities for that, um, for their children to read. And there's only this many of us and a lot of kids, so we put uppers with youngers, which we'll get more into that too. Um, And then the other thing was the seating arrangements. We switched that up, moved kids around. Um, They're set up in stations with um, boards to focus and gave them their goals and what their goals were for all, all across the board for core studies, for personal growth goals, um, for completing these badges, which is what's holding them back for from flying. Well, and yeah, and that's what we should probably establish. That, that was the whole idea and the reason why you're at the idea of a probationary period, right? Mm-hmm. Inside of a school where 
you know, it belongs to the kids and they govern it and rule themselves. You're like, how are you talking about a probationary period? That's where the guides are here to serve as those guardrails. And we had gotten three sessions in and noticed a lack of intentionality, right, moving them forward and performance and stuff. So on the outside looking in as a guide at that point is where you step in and you bring those guardrails up and you say, okay, we notice this, right? We know the promises that you made to yourself, to each other, to your parents, um, to your tribe, um, and you take those seriously and we're here to, to just help you and, and be those guardrails and remind you of those promises that you put into place. So because we're seeing this, the guardrails are going to go up. Um, mm -hmm. You're sitting in your freedom levels where you've been sitting, not making progress. So we're going to put these guardrails up in place and give you this session to really just kind of reset back into that intentionality. So what have we seen over the past two weeks, um, you know, as far as growing up, moving up in freedom levels, you know, the way that our mm -hmm. system is set up, it, it not only is the amount of points that you receive for the work that you do, but also the badges that you also attain, mm -hmm. um, which are independent learner badges and learning to, you know, to be badges character. and all sorts of character badges. And, mm -hmm. um, and one of the things, for those of you who don't know, Esteem and Acton, of course, we focus more mostly on character than we do academics. You, you can't move forward until you've mastered a subject. Um, and there are no tests or exams or quizzes. Uh, so a student grows at their own pace, but the main thing we really try to celebrate and focus on is is character and growth in character. Well, I think, um, yeah, because you understand the principle that, that that's, what, that's what they need to succeed in life, right? Um, again, we've, we've mentioned this in the past. Our, our children live in the information era. You can literally learn anything. It, it's at your fingertips. You can ask Alexa now, basically. <laughs> um, so, so they have information. And, and, and children are sponges. They're learning every day, you know what I mean? The world around them. Is, is their schoolhouse. Um, so we definitely, um, we definitely, hi Melissa, I see your comment, and I'll answer that in one second. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, I got off track because I got a comment, I got all excited. Okay. Uh, so, it's their first about? comment. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, so yeah. the idea that, you know what I mean, this character development is really a thing that's going to allow them to succeed in life, right? And if you eliminate the idea that everybody's learning the same thing at the same time, at the same pace, and they're going to absorb it, you know, mm -hmm. the same way, which is not true, provably not true, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? That children don't learn at the same rate, the same pace, you know? Absolutely, yeah. may excel here and not here. So let's remove the system to where we're trying to push them all through in these, you know, refined age pockets, expecting all of them to act the same way and to learn the same way and to absorb the information at the same rate. So let's remove that, okay? And just say, now we're gonna give you access to all the tools that you need, all the educational components. So we're gonna find the educational tools and methodologies and ways that work for you, the individual, and we'll set you on your academic and intellectual journey and track, and you will learn at your pace. And we didn't have a lack of intentionality with the academics. They have been earning points. They have oh, right, right, right. Yeah, with their academics. What we saw was in those character and leadership badges. Mm -hmm. They hadn't done any work. And to answer your question, how's it been? I've seen more work done in mm -hmm. the last four days, three days, or six, I'm sorry, Yep. than we have in the previous three months. And because we've we've gone back to it again, it wasn't about a lack of performance in, ac in academics. Um, all of our kids are, are, are really doing amazing things, and some will just blow your mind. Um, it was it was again those life skills, like but but I don't want to do this, right? Uh, well, and I get it, you know what I mean. Like, and then I have that conversation with the kids. I I am very fortunate. I, I get to live. I choose to live the life that I want to live, and I, but I work very hard to get into the life that I wanted to live. And make no mistake, I still wake up every day living this life that I love living, 
doing things I wish I really didn't have to do. Mm. That's part of it. So kind of trying to get them to understand that, yes, but it's, it's not about whether or not you want to do it. It's something that is in your way of getting to where you want to go. So how are you going to do it? You know, how you do anything in life is how you will do everything in life. Right. So, and se- um, segueing off what you said earlier. So, you know, pairing off with different students because not every student is the same age learns at the same rate. And we saw that today, of course, in that, you know, uh, little bit of confrontation we had with students of completely different ages and one able to learn at a different pace than another. Um, But to answer Melissa's question, she was wondering, because her son's watching, and wants to know um, how many students we have in each of the studios. This would probably be a perfect opportunity to let them know how our studios work, because I know some of our students of completely different ages are in the same studio. So how do, how many students are in our studio and what are their kind of age right. groups? Well, again, so the idea behind Acton, you know, really goes on the idea of the, of the one-room schoolhouse, right? And now all of the Actons have their different studios and, and squads broken off. And even we at Esteem do it a little bit different in how we broke off our squads. So we have our Discovery, which are our four to six-year-olds. Um, and that's going to be that pre-K to roughly kinder, probably equivalent, if you're putting it in those terms, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we have about, because we've had, forgive me, because we've had people graduate studios up. So There's we have kind about of a six. blurred line between Discovery yeah. and Prep. Yeah. And with Discovery, we develop that, that creative part of, yeah. of it's, the It's, mind. again, and when they're ready to... It's that delightful discovery and yes. just, mm-hmm. you know, just really feeding that, 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 that age group and mm-hmm. exploring the world and, and, and finding it as it comes to you and, and really taking what you can. And what I enjoy about it, too, is mostly it's, it's like a big kind of brain break away because they, if they want to go focus and get work and go do done, they can move to the That's prep room and get work. Right. Yeah, and then goes up into. So then the next studio <clears throat> that they're referring to would be that prep studio which again is going to be that blurred line of roughly kinder to about second grade equivalent. Um, and it's very Montessori in nature, um, hands-on manipulatives, workbooks, um, uh, textiles, all a very, again, very Montessori in nature. But, but there is a blur because again, our students have the freedom to move at their pace and to move when they're ready. So uh, if I have, if the five-year-old in the studio comes and says, Hey, I want to go sit down and do six pages of, um, you know, golden beads or Matchland. We're not going to be like, oh, no, you know, go play. Right. Um, no, absolutely. Go and focus. So it's just that character development. And they'll graduate up from discovery up into prep um, when they start to develop those skills and take that ownership, right, and wanting to go and take ownership themselves. And then from prep, we go into um, what we call our upper elementary studios, which is about roughly, again, third through fifth, sixth grade equivalent. Um, and they're obviously even more independent learners by the time they get into that studio, uh, using a lot of integrated online learning mm-hmm. programs, Khan Academy, uh, Duolingo, Spelling City, uh, Code Academy. Um, we also use the uh, Institute for Excellence in Writing. We have um, Deer and Deep Book Reports and, and things like that. And then from there, they go into our um, middle school, junior high equivalent, which is going to be about sixth grade to ninth grade. Um, again, very independent at that point, um, really developing those strong characters with character badges, introducing apprenticeships and the idea of real world apprenticeships into their learning journey. Um, and then when they go up into um, Launchpad? Launchpad, yeah, that's going to, again, about your 10th through 12th grade studio. So, and that's how our studios break out. And to answer your question, Melissa, um, as to how many are in each studio, um, specifically in ours, we've probably got, you know, about, what, 
five or six per room ish. Six, six. Well, we six, don't six. we don't separate them in their classrooms by their studio. If you look in a classroom, you're going to see a mix of kids in different studios. Yep. You'll see elementary students working with middle school students. Right. Um, over on the opposite side with Prep and Discovery, same thing. Mm-hmm. They. They but when they break work. off in core, you know, like when they're going into their squads, we definitely have um, spaces for them to specifically together. work in yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so we have opportunities where all of our students are working together, and then we have opportunities for them to break off into those studios. And yeah, we're probably we're at about twenty six students right now. We just welcomed three. We're welcoming. We welcomed one this week. We're welcoming two more next week mm-hmm. into our full time program. So we're just mm-hmm. we're continuing to grow. Um, and I think that puts us at yeah. roughly about 26 students in the studio. And they're about split. We might have a few more in the upper elementary. I think so, because mm-hmm. we just had some graduates, yeah. Coming. Right. And a- another group of uh, prep right. students are getting very close to yeah. moving over to there. So there will be an opportunity for our Discovery students to come in and come on board. And it's a beautiful thing, because when they come in at that age of pre-K kinder, they're still able to be the age that they are, and discover the things that they like, and learn to love Mm -hmm. learning. And it's a very easy transition to own their education and responsibility. From our experience in launching this academic probation and everything it entails, we saw a lot of resistance from our middle school students, which isn't surprising. It's it's a standard, right? Right. Whereas the younger students are like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, we can do this. So it's a joy to have discovery coming in and then growing through the program and to see the students in prep doing their work and showing the character of the elementary right. studio, making the transition over there and graduating over there. Right, because that we should probably also say that because although, um, for example, our, our discovery and prep, again, are going to be very Montessori, and then when you get to the uppers, you're going to get a, to more integrated learning systems throughout the entire studio from our youngest students, you know, our four-year-olds all the way up through um, they're all introduced to the Acton frameworks um, and, and the Acton systems, and they use them. And so it's been really an amazing adventure for us. And, and Nikki and I both have two young children in the program. Actually, we both have three children in different stages mm-hmm. of the program. So right. we've got to experience um, the growth in our children of all different ages um, in different studios inside this um, beautiful um, Acton framework that we have here inside of a statement. We've seen a lot of growth, so... Especially that with like a really long answer to Melissa's question. No, I mean, it makes, <laughs> makes sense. Actually, you know what? She's probably saying you guys didn't even answer my question. I just wanted numbers. Give me a number. Um, she wants the directive guidance approach to the answer. <laughs> um, How many people do you think we have in this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I, what I do uh, want to mention is that, yeah, I mean, been being here at Esteem for I mean, almost, almost two years now, um, going on two and a half, uh, I've seen a lot of growth, especially in your kiddos, you know, um, one of them going from starting an upper elementary studio and not really quite grasping everything on her own and then moving to prep to really hone in on those skills and helping and becoming a leader and growing character by helping out the discovery students um, and then graduating from that program and moving her way into the upper elementary mm-hmm. along with one of her fellow students right behind her yep. coming in. Um, and that student could barely read the year before and then seeing them read and go through quest now it's it's amazing um and then of course beneficial about it is that you know you've got these two students when they came in and you're like oh well you're in this grade right right so you put them there in this studio with this expectation and you quickly recognize oh wait a minute they're not quite thriving there it's not that they couldn't hang on and they would have Mm -hmm. but they weren't thriving there 
So then you have a conversation and it's like, well, we have options, right? Again, we're not just pushing them through because they're supposed to be in this grade at this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so the, what was the best thing to do for that individual? That's when we right? launched the whole prep program. Yeah. Yep. We yeah. developed the whole prep yeah, program exactly. based on the needs of, of our students. Of Discovery as well. The Discovery mm-hmm. program came in based on the fact yeah. that Nikki and I both had two young students um, coming in with us and our own children. Um, so again, to be able to go back and look at that individual and say, what does this individual need? Okay. Sometimes it's stepping back, right? Sometimes it's moving forward rather quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, because they're all on their own individual learning journey here, they're able to do that. And we've seen such success in it. Especially your oldest, who's definitely grown character wise, as far as I've seen a flip 180 from day one to today, taking on more of a leadership role and. Uh, moderating some peace tables and mentoring, mentoring. yep. And it's wonderful to hear him speak because when it, when one student speaks to another student, it has a way bigger impact than an adult speaking to a student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was um, moder- he was sitting in in a in a disciplinary like, conversation. Right. So happy, and he was mentoring the younger student, and it blew my mind because. I was having those conversations with him not too long ago. Yeah. About his attitude and behavior. Right. And now when he speaks, he's like, I get it. You know, he's talking to this young boy, and I'm just sitting there watching this. And <laughs> what was great, he was giving, like, real-life examples from his own experience, mm-hmm. you know, and talking to him very much like, I, like, I know where you're coming from. I've mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, here's how you get to the other side of it. You know, right. Here's how it, it, was, it was, yeah. And like, the, the ability to cut through nonsense, you know, they... Mm-hmm. they don't try to pull the wool over yeah. each other's eyes. They just get right to it. Whereas an adult, they might be like, repeat the question so they can think of an answer and excuse right. <laughs> It was very real. Yeah. It was amazing to see. Absolutely amazing. Um, so hopefully, Melissa, that answer your question of how, <laughs> how many people we have and how we work together. Well, then I just want to throw in there about, you know, we have an, another student, too, who is five years old and brilliant. And by brilliant, I mean he has memorized the periodic table. He plays piano at an undergraduate level. Um, <laughs> yes. He he finished an island in prep in one day, which I'm sorry to the previous record holder. Your record has been broken. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> uh, he is just incredibly gifted academically. He's five years old. So if he were in a traditional environment, in order to be challenged academically, he would be around peers that were way beyond mm-hmm. his maturity. So with us, he is able to be challenged through the um, integrated systems, but still be five years old, you know, yeah. and, yep. and it's great to see because there's sometimes that where he will cry over something, you know, somebody says something that... Or, or, or giggles. Or laugh, yeah. <laughs> over the silliest things. I mean, when we were not, knock, knock jokes got out of control the, the yeah. other day. Yeah. Which is nonsensical, not not It's hilarious. <laughs> right. But so, just I mean, embracing that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you count him? Do you count him in a prep studio? Or do you right. count him in a middle school studio? Because we just have kids that their their performance is is spread out. There's some things that they're way ahead in. There's some things they work harder in. Yeah. Um, but they're around a whole group of people, you know, learning from older people. Sometimes learning from younger people, which mm-hmm. is hard. Right. We're talking about how hard it is to yep. for some of our students to accept help from students who are younger than them. They're already mm-hmm. In that branded mind frame, you know that you that maturity. Oh, I can was only be challenged by you know. So, yeah, actually, yeah, we had that right. What, like, what it, it was. That's what one of our students said today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, wisdom is age. I was like, no, I know a lot of 
stupid old people. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I'm thinking. But no, but it's like, no, it's not. And, and the idea that I can only learn something from somebody just because they're older than me, mm-hmm. that, that's not a factor. And, you know, and then having that conversation with him, it was like, but that age, that gender, that ethnicity, what are these external factors aren't the, the reason why. You know, and in this particular scenario that we were talking about today, one of our older students was teamed with one of our younger students um, in the Survivor Quest. <laughs> um, it's it a Survivor be. Quest for many reasons, <laughs> uh, primarily because we teamed our younger and our older students mm-hmm. together. Um, and some are probably the most difficult thing to work with. <laughs> we would think, yeah, they're probably either one, the most patient, so we paired them up with someone who is probably the hardest person to work with, or the most stubborn and when you put two stubborn together, well, it what probably... Do you, what do you do anytime as a guide, as, as a teacher, as a business owner, as, as anything? What do you do when you're putting your team together? You're putting together the best people for the job, right? Yeah. Or you're putting together people that need to be together for a reason to allow them to rise up to become more than they will mm-hmm. on their own. And sometimes that is by combining collective talents that complement each other. And sometimes that is by putting people together that you know will challenge each other's discomfort zones. Because when you're forced to go into your discomfort zone, right, and to survive in it, then you grow and you become stronger. So, yes, we will admit it. That, I mean, we teamed our uppers and our youngers together in the Survivor Quest to add another layer of survivor meaning to the Survivor <laughs> Quest. Um, but, but it's been a benefit to them. So we went through one of those tough times today. And the idea that we had an older student who was paired with a younger student and the younger student successfully completed the challenge, and the older student did not. Mm-hmm. And when encouraged to go to his younger partner, who had successfully completed the challenge, it, no. Why? Why No. Right. He's younger than me. How could he possibly <laughs> help me? And it's like, well, because he did he it. He did it correctly. You know I mean? like at the end of the day, his age had nothing to do with it. He was capable of doing the challenge. So you're needing a mentor. You're needing someone to help you and to give you advice and walk you through it. His age is not a factor. He simply has the knowledge and the ability to do so. Hmm. So, yes, we want to challenge that perspective, too, in our older students who may be set in that you know way and then empowering our younger students to understand, like, your voice is, is strong and powerful. Your age has nothing to do with it. If you know, you know and stand up and lead and show mm-hmm. and be a support to your partner. I think it's a good message overall in general because there are people – today in the real world outside of just school that don't even understand that message like they're either working and then they don't understand how a younger uh, person fresh out of college maybe can be their manager or their boss and they've been working at the same company for 10 15 years maybe and it just doesn't pop in their head how can this younger person come in right out of college and be my boss and that's something hard for them to, to deal with in general um, and that's something in simply that I can think of as a example of, of workplace situation like when we go out to the real world you're not paired up with someone exactly your same age you're not paired up with the person who went through the same exact system you did or the people that you're into, your friends right. or that you are easy to get along with you're going to be partnered with people who are difficult to get along with mm-hmm. or stubborn and you but when you life skills that are, are developed here, you know what I mean. In going, you know, you're learning these amazing life skills while journeying through your academic, you know what I mean, um, uh, journey as well, and and you're learning, and it just it, it it's amazing. And the one, I mean, that's the the one room schoolhouse mentality yeah. yep. is that you mix those age groups, and kids are brilliant. They have great ideas. They blow my mind with some of the things that they come up with, or I'm shocked of what they process. That you don't think that they even heard. Well, I would think okay. because it's they have haven't yet had the opportunity to 
have that closed mindset that us as adults have been grown up and I think my least favorite word in the world is tradition. I'll say it because things are passed on and and ideas are passed on that don't really need to be ideas anymore. And so when you have a child who wasn't born in the generation that has been passing on those ideas, mm-hmm. they don't even know about it. So they're just in this wonderful world of being able to learn regardless of all of these different, you know, things that they have been told as 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 we were told as kids, mm-hmm. this is the way of life, this is how you do things. Um and it's and that's why I wrote uh, the topic today for our, our podcast was how you know this school is changing the game of education for the future because it's not just education through a school it's, it's changing mindsets of people and that's how you break chains in a way is through the mind and so when you have a whole system and a whole society who's used to this one way of doing something and then you have a game changer come in mm-hmm. and it's not just our school of course Acton started you know several years ago so it's not just us so get all credit to, to Jeff and, and his wife for starting Acton itself um, but now you're starting to see it grow and it's starting to well, get into more people's minds. There's, but there's a reason why. Right. Do you know what I mean? I, and again, with Acton, Jeff and Laura, I mean, they, they just started something amazing and they did and, and they turned learning upside down, right? And, and it's that whole idea behind dis- disruption, right? Disrupting the system, the old status quo, what that system is. Um, and, but there's a reason why it's catching on because I think more and more people are recognizing, hey, wait a minute, yes, that system is antiquated and that system isn't um, necessarily preparing our kids for the world that they're growing up in, not the world that we came from, right? It's a, just a different world. It Technology is. changed the game, and it changed Absolutely. at such an, a, a, an, an, an infuriating pace mm-hmm. that it's hard to keep up with. And so that's the world that our kids live in. So to be a part of that and to say, no, we recognize it, and we recognize that, you know what I mean, there are better ways to do things or new ways to do things, and more importantly, that those ways go back to the individual, right? And where you are in your journey and, and being able to move at your pace while at the same time developing character to look beyond oneself, mm-hmm. to look out to the world, to help a fellow tribe mate, to make promises and commitments to each other and to honor and keep those, to hold myself accountable, to hold you accountable, to risk failure. Failure is not a bad word. We don't want a participation, no participation trophies. Right. We don't want them. We want to go out and win. And when we don't win, we want to sit back and go, oh, my God, we failed. What did we learn and how are we going to do it differently right. next time? Mm-hmm. Lessons in losing and yeah. our mascot, the phoenix, you know, yeah. rising from the ashes. Like, everybody's, if, if you don't fail, it's because you haven't tried. Yeah. And so when you do try or when you do it and you fail, what are you going to do from that point? Right. And that is our mascot, the phoenix. Yeah. And to put, I heard a quote, I don't know where it came from, but it was something like the most damaging words are the most bad words or something or where because we've always done it that way and that's what you were saying Mm -hmm. about you know the tradition and stuff because we've always done it that way well here we're not doing it that way we're doing it totally different and as a parent it i've seen it come home i've seen them take responsibility for themselves and what they're doing is they're getting to know who they are and my hope for my kids is that they're not you know at 18 or 22 or something saying what do i want to be when i grow up or what do i want to do because now that they're here and they're able to um, you know, take enrichment classes and see what they like, and they're held accountable for their work, and they can put their passions into things. They're going to find their hero's journey. Then, when they come out of school, whenever they do, or while they're still in school on apprenticeship, apprenticeship, they're going to be working in their passion. Mm-hmm. You know, passion. Right, and I'll challenge purpose. even the, the other perspective of that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was eighteen. I didn't. I, I had ideas, and and honestly, my thing was is I always wanted to do lots of things. Mm-hmm. I'm it's still my thing today, 
Now I have I had passions and I had things that I love to do, you know what I mean? And I but I explored them all, um, while at the same time, f- again we've discussed that before, like finding when passion and purpose finally collide. Mm-hmm. But I went through a lot of different things for those two worlds. <clears throat> excuse me to finally even come together. And I did not know. I know that people who are like, I've known I wanted to do this since I was little. I knew coming out of high school. I knew coming out of college. It's like, I don't got a clue. And honestly, yeah. <laughs> I don't do this until I decide I want to do something else. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can also let them understand that, then just don't be afraid to fail. You can literally do and be anything you want to be if you're willing to work hard, mm-hmm. right? It Because it takes hard work if you're willing to face the things you don't want to have to face and do them because you got to do them anyway. Work hard, put your head down, and risk the failure and dedicate yourself. Um, and go out and seek the knowledge and apply the knowledge, you know, in the best way that you can. It, then you can do anything at any time in your life. So and- we hope to inspire kids who will come out yes you know like nikki said i I want my kids to find their passion and to go out great and if you don't great i just want you to go out and know that it doesn't matter you can do whatever you want to at any stage in your life working in a job you hate i don't want them to Uh, yeah but when you're passionate i mean who in this room would sit and work in those jobs that we hate exactly you just can't you can who in the building i mean i think that's what this whole school is founded on is you, you when you leave it's it's not Oh, what do I want to do? Is what I what can't I do? It's kind of the question yeah. you ask yourself when you leave, you know, because you you see all the possibilities. You want to try. So, what is there something that I can't possibly do? Because I can pretty much do everything. When you leave here, when yeah. I leave here, I flew oh. out of here. I come in here sometimes with not enough sleep, exhausted, mm-hmm. um, things on my to do list a mile long, and yeah. it inspires me. By the, t- the end of the day, I could, I don't know if I could do another day on top of that, but <laughs> it it fills me. And do you guys feel filled? I well, mean, no, I will. I will. I will, well, I will definitely, we if I can, really kids, quick. Like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it really quick. That's the whole reason why I started <laughs> doing a lot of more of this stuff recently is because one of the, um, I guess my new hero's journey that I've been in is like last year I was doing wrestling and you know doing that and that was fun putting on a show. But the moment seeing all the kids look up to me in the ring and and be their superhero for a moment, I was like, wow, if I can do that for thirty kids, I can do that for thirty million kids yeah. because. You know, yes, I can you know talk to these kids here, but using technology nowadays, you can reach anyone out there in the world. Just share it. One person can pick it up. I was telling Nicole earlier, like if, if a backpack kid can do a silly dance and become popular on Instagram and now have his own line of backpacks, right. why can't someone who's trying to change the face of education or inspire other kids to do the same thing, um, you know, do that in their platform? Not say I'm going to be the next you know YouTube star or anything, but you know, sharing using the sharing the about. message you're passionate hey, about. Hey, if, if you want something different, if you you know what I mean, if you believe that there's something more, come see us here at Esteem. And if you're not close to Esteem and you can't go to Esteem or you're not close to acting, just know that you can do it. Yes, the power is yours, and, and that, I, I um, applaud you for what m- you're just Most most sure. importantly, and what I've been reading, so I read a lot of um, Gary Vaynerchuk recently. I know last year when I first started, I was watching a lot of like Casey Neistat, some of his vlogs, and the Tarzan theory was probably like mm-hmm. the most heartwarming like light bulb in my head like oh okay um and for those of you who don't know google it and watch that video um and then recently like listening to gary and to hearing his story you know immigrant from a different country growing up as a kid you know his parents always working they're never home um you know mom's got the the, the you know love and then you know basically catering to him and you know getting him emotionally ready and then dad just comes and kind of like toughens him up a little bit to get him to work in the business and he's just constantly like work is the way you do it but most important to add on to all of that patience that's probably one, one lesson. It's not going to happen overnight. It may not happen in five years. It may not happen in 10 years. But if you're working and working and trying everything and trying this and that, 
and you're just you know that yes it's going to be another day and the next day you're like oh god i'm kind of tired but then you remind yourself of why you're doing it mm-hmm. but you're patient and you see it follow through and i think the problem today is that not a lot of kids or even parents are patient enough to and see it go through patience. patience is not just sitting and waiting patience is, patience is what you do while you're waiting mm-hmm. and are you continuing your pursuits are you being diligent and, and tenacious or do you have a bad attitude and the world is against you? Right. Well, okay, so that's the difference in patience. And you're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, having that vision and going for it. And well, and understanding it and that life, the if it. we're lucky, life's a long game. Right. It's not a short game. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with finding and getting to your calling, your passion. You know what I mean? Like, to, it's, it's a long game. It's meant to be a long game. There's no instant gratification. There's no instant paycheck to it all. Not for anything that is that truly worth it, right? Because... Anything that's really worth it, it's never really that easy. It's not supposed to be. I mean, even all the people that we we talked about, you know, that are like the poster children of, oh, these guys didn't go to college and they didn't go through a proper education. You know, like you have the Elon Muskes and you have the Steve Jobs and, you know, all these like pioneers of tech. Um, but it, it, they didn't just like walk out of high school and be like, all right, cool, I'm going to launch a rocket tomorrow. It, it took years and years. I mean, Elon Musk, for example, created PayPal. And then, right. and then sold PayPal right. and got yeah. rid of it. And out of that, the break, the break of PayPal became YouTube. They, and then they now look at YouTube. They were from the beginning, right? And, and, and they walked out of the box. That's what they did, mm-hmm. you know? So they walked out of the box. But then they worked. And then they failed. And then they worked. And then they failed. And then they worked. And then they failed. And then mm-hmm. they worked and they failed again. And, and they repeat the cycle. Wash, rinse, repeat. And they understand. It's a long game. It's easy to quit it's easy to blame the world around us. Mm-hmm. It's easy to sit back and patiently, you know, want for things to happen. But the reality is they just don't, you know. Yeah, some things will come easy. And once you, my granny always taught me, like, what you put into the world, you get back threefold, right? Mm-hmm. Very much the whole karmic belief. So so you will give um, and give and give and the world will give back to you. But if you don't give... Nothing's coming back. And good things come to good people. I think yeah. people get frustrated too because they expect, well, you know, I was nice to somebody this Yeah. Why don't I get what I want tonight? Well, today, Hi, I, Lila. I love, oh yeah, Lila's watching. Uh, oh, okay, she's answering the questions for us. Great, awesome. But I do I do want to talk about the launch today. Couple, the launch today, I, I, I absolutely... I absolutely had a blast launching today and our launch for us a crack discussion. So I wanted to launch yesterday, but today worked you perfectly. Voice. I didn't have a voice. So I couldn't really like talk or ask the questions. But today's launch, we watched a, a TED Talk. Um, it was a scientist who worked on the OLED technology and did all the research and design for OLED, um, which for those of you who don't know, everything we are looking at right now, TV screens and, and phones and, and all sorts of stuff, camera screens, our OLED technology. So she, her previous employer um, had said, we're going to kill this research. It's not going anywhere. So they didn't fire anyone. They didn't let, they just said, we're no longer going to research on this. And she was so like sold and her heart was into this. She was dedicated to OLED research. Mm-hmm. So her and her team, there was like four people left. Everyone's like, why are you working on this? We're not even paying for like, it's fine. I'm, this is going to change the game. And of course, this was several years ago. And she talks about how her team had the mentality of, I don't want to abandon ship. I'm going to be the last person to abandon ship if I do. Um, and of course, as an entrepreneur or you know, business leader, school, you are technically the last person ever to abandon ship because everything relies on you. And so she started the talk by talking about Star Trek. So before they walked in, I was playing the Star Trek themes. <laughs> and then I was just standing like this the whole time. They're looking at me like I was crazy. But let's throw it in Star Trek. 
And we talked about the captain in the ship, right? You know, like, okay, so who's our pilot? Who's our captain of the whole ship? I'm like, okay, well, Miss Nicole, she's in the office. That's like the cockpit, right? She's in the captain's chair. And then we have our engineers and our scientists and our researchers and our communications people, right? You're, you're the captain now. <laughs> and so, so we have all of these, like, different teammates. But And I asked them a question. I was like, how many of you guys have ever finished your goal or your task and then abandoned ship? Not make sure everyone else has done their job, but you've just been like, I'm done. I'm going to go do my own thing. Oh, every day in studio maintenance. No, studio maintenance. <laughs> no, or, or in work in general, right? That's the reason why they're on. Yes. Uh-huh. That's the reason why some of them are on this probationary period is because they've abandoned ship and not try to help out the other teammate. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure had they all worked together on these different badges and mm-hmm. they would, and oh, even right. it would have been out the, out the yeah. water. And look how what happened with the, um, uh, with the onboarding quest. Some of them started pairing up and working together and they got it done. So I asked them, I was like, you know, have you guys ever abandoned ship like that? And of course, almost everyone was like, yeah. Even some of our new students are like, yep, I've done that. It's like, great. So what can you do today to ensure that you don't abandon ship? To make sure you have, I mean, we're all working together as a, on the quest, right, as a team. What can you make sure you don't abandon ship and left, leave everyone drift off the space? You know, what's the hardest part? And, of course, they're like, well, working with younger students, well, let's pretend like they're <laughs> aliens from a different planet who don't know what it's like to be human. And you have to teach them what it's like to be human in order to be part of the ship. Because if you don't, then they're just going to go on their alien ways and it's going to cause chaos inside the ship. And the ship is going to crash in the middle of space. So they're all like, oh, yeah, you know, getting it. But what, what I liked about it is she said three things in her talk that when if you're dedicated to something um, and you stay dedicated to that, then it makes you feel empowered because you've accomplished something. Right, you you have to you've, whatever it is you want to do, it helps you keep motivated. Um, and the whole TED talk was about using human emotion to measure science, mm-hmm. how how emotions are being measured for science and research. And you're like, wait, so like Spock is logical and emotional because he's half human and half uh, like Vulcan, right? So where does our you know does it does it outweigh the other or do they kind of work together? Spock? Sure, yeah. Mo- that means you had to get rid of no. all emotion. Oh, sure. yeah, she did it good. Oh, I thought I was half emotion. Yeah, half emotion. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so half of your emotion is logical. Need some. Yeah, but but it, it, they work together. So <laughs> so that's it. It was cool launching in today on that because then they could see, you know, kind of in there and, and and without reminding them about you know the promises and the contract, I was simply asked them, "Are you abandoning ship?" Right. And they would go back and try to help someone else, mm. and it kind of like that's clicked. Yeah. So just doing that. Those kind of launches, like I really enjoyed because it, it really gets them thinking, you know, mm-hmm. as a team, as a whole, and not just well, how does this apply only to me? Well, it's it's working. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I really think this week I've just been really impressed at the um, collaboration and support I've I've seen throughout the studio. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've walked by and one student is struggling with a math problem and the other one jumps up and is walking through mm-hmm. it. Um, and the same thing happened, you know what I mean, in another studio today. Um, one person can't figure out where this information is, and the other one's, you know, going to uh, walk them through, you know, the process of how to get the information they need. Our older students today working in Quest with some of our younger students, I saw some of the most beautiful patients and genuine patients in caring. I'm yeah. walking them through it, not condescending, but so supportive. Um, that it empowered those youngers. And then again, some of our younger students trying to reach out to some of the olders and say, hey, I got this if you'll just let me in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll show you. We also had a situation where a younger student was like, 
unwilling to accept the assistance of yeah. an older student. Yeah. And the older student really wanted to move forward in the next module, but couldn't without his partner. So it, there was that dynamic of the frustration of the older student who wanted to help. But they were, it was it was a challenge to try a different approach. You know, the direct approach well, was working. And try yeah. to get a, so so here's now here's your your unique challenge right in life mm-hmm. because again this will be applicable later when you're out in the workforce. You're working on a project with somebody, and this person is not listening to your ideas, not taking your thing, but you still got to work with that person to get the project done. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Throwing our hands up, it's not going to get the project delivered. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? That's the real-life situation that's built into every part of the academic journey inside of a STEAM Academy and and Athens around the world, and that's what's beautiful about it. Um, the chaos and what's challenging yeah, so. about it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it definitely the chaos. chaos. And and from that chaos comes order oh, and power and mm-hmm. strength and accountability and and forward movement, mm-hmm. but not just a step. I mean, reinventive forward movement, the kind and, of movement of the kids that will change the world we live in. And when they when they were working together at first, the first week I noticed they were just like their partner would wander off, their younger partner, and they do then they're just so zoned in in their own work, and they're thinking, oh wait, wait, I have to have my other partner finish this before I even move on. And the other thing I would ask them too is like, you know, if let's pretend we were in the woods right now, we were camping right now. And we all parents, half the, oh, half the one would be gone. Because <laughs> a couple be, of them might have eaten each other. Yeah, because the responsibility is put on the upper studio tribe mate to watch over it. Not police them and keep them in prison in their room, but to be aware of where they're going, what they're doing, how they're working. And I challenged them. I was like, if we were in the wilderness right now, would you know exactly where your tribe mate was? And they'd be like, no. I was like, so then would we know where your tribe mate was? Well, no. Then they'd be lost. So this was the real world. We'd all be in trouble. Parents and everyone would be freaking out, you know, and, and not to scare you or put it, but like think of it in that way. Like let's pretend this is our woods and we're lucky we're safe. We're here in this room that we can, you know, work on this together. So I challenge you to be more aware of where your tribe mate is so that they don't get lost in the wilderness, mm-hmm. even if it's just down the hall, yeah, <laughs> you know. And absolutely. I and after that, I mean, mentioning that to a couple, you start seeing them like, you I know, work together, be patient. I just, I think the survivor quest is probably going to end up being one of my favorites that mm-hmm. we've done. And we've done some awesome quests. Mm-hmm. Like, I get really excited about all of our quests. But I do. I love this. Um, they're just learning cool stuff, right? And we get to go on a big tribe camping yeah. trip when it's all said and done. So what's not to love about that? That should be fun. I've almost got our place secured. I think, guys, almost, almost. Um, but I really do love the metaphorical aspects of the survival quest that they're being faced with and working mm-hmm. with each other. I love um, seeing them outside of those comfort zones. It's so easy in life for us to just tuck ourselves into a safe pocket. You know what I mean? Um, but that doesn't get us very far. Right. So them getting out of those comfort zones and having to face, you know, these challenges um, and, and bringing, this is the first, um, aside from our building the tribe quest, which, in, which has everybody involved, this will be... Our first one that we've had that brings all studios together for the entirety of mm. the quest. Obviously, we're always working the same theme, but sometimes we have simplified versions on the, the lower studio sides and more advanced version on the upper studio sides. This is just, we're all in this together. This is your tribe. We are, you know, trapped in the woods and we must survive, right. um, as Lyric would say, from the vicious predators. <laughs> um, and how are we going to do that together? So I'm really loving everything that's coming out of this quest and the growth that we're seeing in all of our kids. And this is, you know, for those of you that are, that are watching or listening, these are kids that are going to be 
leading in the future. Like we were talking about kids that are maybe 13, you know, from, from five all the way up. But, you know, in 10 years from now, where are they going to be? 20 years, 30 years from now, where that patience kicks in and the lessons they learn, where are they going to be? In a world where, yeah, and it excites me too because like they, in what's happening in today's society, you know, of, of course, any kind of civil rights movement or any kind of, you know, um, law changing, uh, you know, movement, we're started by kids, teenagers, you know, the kids that sat in um, in the bar. And I, I'm sorry, I'm going to blank, but I think it was like the Alabama sit in. Um, and then you have, you know, kids nowadays and going and talking about Congress and different laws. Um, and especially, of course, you know, in the, the Chicano movement and the civil rights movement, there were kids in, in Garfield High School. Like these are kids yeah, that made changes. So I'm in good ways. And and the one thing that is, is going through this generation is it's a lot of positivity, a lot of love. We're trying to avoid all the hate and not really sending more hate, but trying to focus on that. And that's what I think the Survivor Challenge is really helping is that the more positive vibes you send out to your lower tribe mates, the faster you're growing, well, the more you're moving the forward. The story is, is we're all in this together. Exactly. We're going to survive it together or are we going to perish together? Mm-hmm. Because we're all in this together and nothing else matters. It doesn't matter your age. doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter all of these things because at the end of the day, we're all in this together. <laughs> you know? Does that make us human? <laughs> in fact, we're over Russian question of the year. Awesome. All right. So, well, uh, let's go ahead and end it here. We'll... Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us online. All seven viewers. Yes. Uh, we're going to be doing this every single week um, that we don't have an off um, spring break week or anything like that, summer breaks. Um, we're going to be doing this during our sessions every Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Central here on Facebook Live. We'll be recording these and putting these up on our YouTube channel at Esteem Academy. So um, share with your friends. And if you have questions, like face, if we're going to do Facebook Live, you might as well just put us on the spot. Yeah, I mean, literally any questions you guys have next week when you want to come, put them up there. We'll answer them. Um, we're putting this up on our actual Esteem Academy page so that the public as well outside of our family tribe has an opportunity to see what it is we're doing and hearing what we're doing because the more messages that we can send out there, um, the more that this will grow. And we're doing it all for the right reason. So, um, all right, well, that'll do it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching, commenting. Um, I was, of course, <laughs> this is Miss Nikki. <laughs> Miss Nicole. (laughs) I'm Mr. Eddie. And as always, keep learning. We'll see you guys later.